everyone and welcome to Life Herself Podcast. My name is Joy Agude. I am your host. I feel blessed every single time I sit in front of this microphone to make you a podcast episode. If you're joining us for the first time, then welcome to our beautiful, lovely family. We're very small, but we're growing and I'm super excited to have you here. I hope that you benefit from this podcast and previous podcast episodes. If you're a returning customer, (laughs) then hi, welcome back. Get your teas, get your popcorn. You know how it goes. I'm so very excited to be doing this particular episode because this is something that's so close to my heart. If I could sum up what I'm doing in life, my entire mission in life right now, it is this episode. It is to master my emotions. In today's episode, I'm going to give you 10 amazing tips for mastering your emotions. And then I'm going to add one to the very end, which I've never done before. I'm actually going to add one thing to the very end that you must absolutely must start doing today. So if you're somebody who runs a business and you make emotional business decisions, this episode might be for you. If you're somebody who just wants to master their emotions because you feel like you just react to everything, like, you know, you're not happy with how you react. You're just so emotional about everything. You're very irritable. You're, you make snappy decisions or, Whatever the case might be, if you really feel like someone else could easily just push your buttons and then you just kind of crumble or you you start shouting at them if it's in a relationship, then you probably need to learn to master your emotions. A lot of the ways that we have actually learned to be who we are and our personalities, how people describe us, maybe with words like, oh, she's always very angry or be careful. She's always very snappy. Oh, she's so emotional. She's really sensitive. All of those things could potentially be learnt behavior. You know, it's not to say that you shouldn't be sensitive. Sensitivity is good. So is being vulnerable and so is being angry. There are certain things that should make you angry. There's certain things that you should definitely react to. But if you're struggling to control how you react and when you react, that's when you probably need to take a step back and think, hey, um, maybe I should learn to master my emotions a little bit. Believe you and me, it's best for your mental health. It's best for your physical health. It would help you reduce stress. It would help you actually improve the quality of your relationships as well, whether it's at work or your personal relationships. So I'm super excited to dive deep into this episode and I hope that you find it super, 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 super useful. And remember, like I said, at the very end, there is that one thing that I need you to start doing today. So make sure you stick around right to the very end. Now, before we get into the 10 top tips that I have for you, I would love to say that whatever ever platform you are listening to this on. If you're listening to this as a podcast and you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iHeartRadio or Podbean, whatever platform you're listening on, please do me a favor. Please subscribe. Please follow. Please review. Please share with your friends as well. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, then please subscribe to this YouTube channel 
All my links, by the way, is in uh, my Linktree link, which is Joy Ogude. So that's all the W's dot link, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Joy Ogude, J-O-Y-O-G-U-D-E. There you will find all of my links to Instagram, to TikTok, to, to YouTube, but I'm pretty much Joy Ogude or Joy Ogude official on every platform that there is for social media. So make sure you come and follow, come and be friends. And if you're on YouTube, definitely leave some comments in the comment section, because that is where we're going to have our deep conversations. And that's where you can ask me questions and I can respond and see your comments and even learn from you as well. So without further ado, let's get into my 10 top tips, plus the number one bonus tip right at the end for mastering your emotions. Let's go. Tip number one is that you should spend quality time connecting with yourself. I'm actually laughing because I started this tip already. I'm not afraid to <laughs> to confess. And I just went on this like total digression, which had absolutely nothing to do with it. So I'm going to try it again. But spend time connecting with yourself. I feel like this is the, the heart of mastering your emotions. Like you need to understand who you are at the very core, right? You need to understand your triggers. You need to understand uh, situations that you thrive in. You need to understand even just other people's personalities that clash with yours, because the reality is if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what triggers you, if you don't know the things that make you angry or the things that make you um, sad or even the things that make you happy, the, the environments that you thrive in, then the reality is that you will constantly be putting yourself in uh, environments that trigger you without being aware of why you're being triggered, because you don't even know that you are putting yourself in the wrong environment, right? Um, so it's super important to spend time connecting with yourself. You know, schedule that time into your diary as well. Schedule it into your daily routine in the same way you would wake up and clean your teeth and you would wake up and have a shower. I hope you do anyway. <laughs> in the same way that you, your personal hygiene is a daily practice, Spending time with yourself to understand yourself better should also be a daily practice. And it doesn't have to be anything amazing. It could just be quiet time where you're literally like, okay, what triggered me yesterday, right? What made me unhappy yesterday? Like you're just checking in with yourself. How do I feel today? Or if you're about to go to an event or you've got deadlines coming up, sit down in your quiet time and think, how am I feeling about this? You know, am I feeling anxious about it? Am I feeling, am I getting this gut feeling, this knowing um, that this is in the path that I should be taking? Am I going to be around people that have always made me angry in the past? Whatever the case might be, spend time getting to know who you are. You need to understand who you are. We had uh, an episode of this in actually the very first episode about knowing your purpose and knowing who you are. And, and I really delved deep into understanding who you are to the core of you. I really feel like that's important for everything in life. And certainly 
for mastering your emotions. Tip number two is to identify what these emotions are. Now, I know it goes hand in hand with tip number one. So the main thing in tip number one is actually understanding who you are. You're a human being. You're dynamic. Of course, you're going to be sad. You're going to be angry. You're going to be upset. You're going to be happy. You're going to be joyful and glad and and all these different things. But to be able to identify the emotion especially at the time that you're going through it. With tip number one, if I schedule um, getting to know myself, that could be first thing in the morning. I've woken up, I'm feeling relaxed, I'm in my own house, I'm chilling, I'm, you know, getting to know who I am, fine. Or it might be last thing at night, you know, you're having a bath and you're reflecting on the, fine. But with this tip, when you're out and about and someone says something that upsets you, being able to identify exactly what emotion you are feeling is really important. It's important to know that you're feeling sad about what they said or you're feeling upset about what they said. It's just as important to also know why right? Like you've managed to identify the emotion, but also you're digging a bit deeper and going, okay, well, why does that make me sad? Or why does that trigger me? So these two points go hand in hand, but one is in a much more controlled environment and a daily practice. Whereas the second is in the moment that you get upset, in the moment that you get happy, in the moment that something triggers you, you need to know what emotion it is you're feeling and why. This would really help you in the long run to master your emotions. And some of the points that we're going to cover will uncover why. Tip number three is to seek professional help. Now that could come in all forms. That could be even from your friends. That could be from a therapist. That could be from a life coach. I'm a life coach, remember? I talk to people about their emotions all the time. Even in my job as a physiotherapist, when I have physiotherapy patients who come to me with back pain and we're talking about their pain and what it is physically, I'm like, okay, it's this muscle, it's this joint, this is what we need to do. But then I'm like, okay, but how did we get here in the first place, right? Like, are we stressed? How's your work-life balance, right? How's your relationship? How's, How's home? How are things with your friends? How are you with yourself and your goals that you've set for yourself personally, right? Seeking professional help is not, I mean, it's 2023. I don't need to preach to the converted about getting a life coach or getting therapy, or just seeking help that is outside yourself and preferably outside your bubble so that that person is able to really look from the outside in and give you an objective opinion and a professional one too. That person is able to identify things that you may not be able to identify because your emotions are involved. Now, if you need one-on-one help, if you just need to talk to somebody, then you're very welcome to get in touch with me it's joy at thelondonphysio.co.uk. You can also DM me on Instagram. It's joy agude official, J-O-Y-O-G-U-D-E official uh, on Instagram. 
Tip number four is to practice mindfulness. We have actually talked about the fact that your emotions are not you in previous episodes. So it's a bit like, you know, you drive your car, but your car isn't you. You put your shoes on, but your shoes ain't you, (laughs) right? I don't know, go to sleep in your bed, but your bed isn't you. It's in the same way, like your emotions are not you. So mindfulness, the idea for me is being able to step away from that emotion, like being able to kind of step back and identify what that emotion is like we talked about in the previous point, but observe it for what it is, right? Like be mindful of it. And that's something that you have to be experienced enough to do in the moment. So, you know, when you get triggered and when someone says something that really upsets you, you're not going to be going, okay, let me practice mindfulness. and Let me sort of think about, you know, how I'm feeling, what I'm feeling. No, but obviously when you start building a relationship with yourself and all of the other points that we've already mentioned, this is something that will come naturally to you. But start practicing mindfulness, start being able to take a step back and going, okay, I am sad because whatever the the situation is, but being able to separate yourself from that situation. If you're able to do this, this is literally the thing that would help you master your emotion super quickly. Number five, again, this all rolls into one, take deep breaths. Even in the moment, you know, when you get triggered, when you get upset, when you get down, when you get angry, when you get anxious, when your emotions are taking you on a roller coaster, just take a deep breath. Like just breathe. I honestly find that does so many things. For for starters, we're usually practicing on autopilot, right? Like we've mentioned this before in previous episodes where we're like 95% of our daily decisions and we make about I think that the the figure was around 16,000 decisions a day. Can you imagine? And 95% of these are in autopilot. They're subconscious decisions. But by taking a deep breath, honestly, it brings you back to the present because breathing is something that we do subconsciously. Breathing is something that your body automatically does. So the moment you take a deep breath, it's kind of like you are bringing yourself to the present. Like you are now aware of that breath and therefore you are aware of, of where you are in space and what you're hearing that's triggering you or what you're doing or how you're feeling that's triggering you. And taking a deep breath obviously relaxes the nervous system. It's a bit like, you know, when somebody is really trying to get angry and they go, and they just, it it just goes away. You know, they take a deep breath and they can control themselves just like that, right? So remember to take a deep breath. Tip number six is to practice gratitude. Honestly, this is the one thing that can really shift your mood. And there is this exercise that I do with my uh, my clients who are life coaching clients when they complain, not complain, but literally talk about all the things that are going wrong, right? And we do this exercise where we're like, okay, let's write down all the things that you know are going wrong, right? All the things that you deserve to complain about, all the things that are valid in your mind and valid in the world that aren't going right for you right now, right? So we're going to write all that down. And then what we're going to do is actually then in the next column for all of those things, 
write down the truth of what they are. So minus the emotions, right? Like for example, if, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'll use my business, you know, or the fact that I run businesses, right? So if I'm running a business and I'm saying, I don't get paid enough from my work, my business, right? Like it's so annoying and I just feel so down about it. Um, the reality is that that is true. I'm not getting paid enough from my business because everybody knows how it goes in business. Like the first few years and even the big brands like Amazon and Uber, they literally didn't make profit for years, years. Like your business is your investment, right? But this could apply to anything. This could be relationships. It could be anything. Using the business example to my emotions are that I'm frustrated and I'm tired, I'm angry and I'm upset and, and I feel like I'm getting older now and I'm not making enough money, right? And then in the second column, I'm like, okay, well, the reality is that I've also created my own level of freedom. I can now work from anywhere in the world because my clients are virtual as a physiotherapist. Well, that's great, isn't it? Um, and I can employ other physiotherapists so I could scale this business, right? So it means I could start making passive income at some point. Isn't that fantastic? Right. And then I also control the amount of tax that I pay if you're in the UK. Your expenses could be offset. Wow, isn't that amazing? So it means that I could also get to keep more money in my pocket. So maybe what I do need to do is learn how to uh, just be financially savvy or perhaps even employ accountants to help me. Wow, that's fantastic. And you you sort of take yourself away from that mindset of complaining, right? Because if you look for something to complain about, you will find it. It's there for sure. Like you are right with all of your thoughts. It's, it's right there. Everything you're saying is right. But you can look at it the other way, which is the reality is I am now financially free. I am not capped at a certain amount of income. Plus I could scale this business and I could work from anywhere in the world. And you start feeling grateful for all of those things. This could be applied to your relationship for sure. You know, if things are not going well with you and your partner and your partner is always triggering you and da 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 da, um, you could really sit down and look at it from another perspective, which is I chose this person. I'm making a decision every day to be with this person. And there's a reason why. I mean, of course, if the reason is toxic, leave. <laughs> but the reality is every relationship has its ups and downs, right? So then once you start to identify the things you're grateful for, I feel what that does for you is it brings you back to the reasons why you decided to make that decision in the first place, right? Once you start to identify, especially in a relationship, you're like, and I love this person. I love, you know, who they are and how they show up in life and how I feel around them and, and the things I'm able to do for them and the relationship that we have, the yin and the yang or whatever, however you want to describe it. And that then gives you the solution to the emotions that you are feeling in the first place. So you see how this works? Gratitude is so powerful. And of course, you can express gratitude for things that aren't going badly. Like you don't have to wait till things go bad to start seeing the good side. You actually should express gratitude on a daily basis. 
Tip number seven is to exercise regularly. Now, obviously I'm a physio, so I'm going to put this one in there, but exercising regularly, again, it's one of those things where I don't need to preach to the converted. Everybody pretty much knows the benefits of exercise, of good nutrition, of good sleep, good recovery. It's so, so, so important to look after your physical body. Believe you and me, if you're looking after this body that you have, this one body that isn't even yours, by the way, we're just, we're just, we're just living in it. We're just, you know, this body is housing us, but it's doing it with no complaints. It shows up when you need it to show up. It, you know, helps you do all these physical activities and even people that, you know, can't do full in quote, fully bodied physical activities, they're still very grateful for the things that they can do. And you should be very grateful for the things that you can do. If, you know, exercises in bed, for example, or exercises in your chair, for example, whatever ability you have to move, any opportunity you have to move, take it because it changes your mood. It makes you feel great. It Literally, it brings you to the present again, okay? Helps you reduce stress. I'm gonna do, I definitely have to do a whole episode on exercise. I've been saying this for a while. I definitely have to do a whole episode on exercise and just the benefits of exercise and, and the different ways you can exercise. And I think, you know, what I really love about exercising is you can make it your own dance if you want to dance, go up and down the stairs if that's what you want to do, go for a nice walk if you want to do that, you know, you can literally make exercise your own, you can, nowadays you can even have treadmills in your house, you know, like manual ones, small ones that you could fold, um, and just walk on the treadmill, you know, you can literally stand and march on the spot, that's an exercise, every time you go make a cup of tea, do a few squats, that's an exercise, It's got this ability to change your mood. Have you ever done anything physical and then regretted it? Like, I just don't know anyone who has. So it's so important to help you master your emotions by exercising. Tip number eight is to get enough sleep. I feel like sleep in itself, it's its its own complete point, but also just there's so much to talk about and there's so much we still don't understand about sleep. Like, have you ever wondered why you just go to sleep when you do, why your body just decides to close its eyes and shut down when you do. And your body has this amazing ability to stay still, you know, and you can dream and you can, there's so much that happens. You can recover, you can heal, you can, you know, you feel so much better when you wake up, you feel well rested, you feel, hopefully you're getting enough sleep. (laughs) That's the other thing. You just feel so much better. Like sometimes when I'm struggling with my emotions, even in the afternoon, I go to sleep. I mean, I'm lucky enough to work from home, right? So like when I'm really struggling with my emotions and sometimes I can't quite place my finger on it, I go to bed and always, every single time I wake up feeling so good, so good, it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying that everybody has the opportunity to go to bed in the afternoons, but whenever you have the opportunity, get some relaxation time in there, get some sleep in there for sure. Tip number nine is to use positive affirmations. Everyone talks about affirmations, but the reality is they're just positive self-talk. Like how you talk to yourself matters. This really helps you manage your emotions so much because a lot of the time, you know, one thing we have to realize and one thing I, I should have said at the beginning actually is that 
how you feel about what someone said is not a them problem. It's a you problem. Even if that person has, you know, like, even if they say something really bad or do something really triggering, you have to completely understand that the power is constantly in your hands. And then on top of that, how people treat you is actually a reflection of how you treat yourself. Reason being, you've allowed them into that space. You've put them in the position of power. You've given them the authority to talk to you the way they do or treat you the way they do. So you have to understand that what they do is not your fault. However, it is your responsibility and it is within your power to remove yourself from that situation. And believe you and me, it starts with positive affirmations. If every time you wake up in the morning, you're like, you know, I talked about this before and like, Hey baby girl, that's how I talk to myself. Right? Like all the time, you know, I treat myself nicely. I take myself out on dates. I pay for my own tickets and, and things like that. I book things in advance for myself. I take myself to a physio. That's a form of self-care. I, you know, I love myself. Like I'm, I'm learning to love myself. Like I fully, truly 100% when I look at myself in the mirror, I'm so proud of who I am, who I've become. And I tell myself that I literally open my mouth and I say that to myself. I say things like, you did that, sis. You did that, right? I remind myself of all the achievements that even if they're small, like little things, being able to cut people out my life, it's an achievement. I didn't have to move mountains, but it's an achievement because I've said to myself, I deserve better. And I would actually then say that out loud to myself, you did that because you deserve better because you know you deserve better. And so how you treat yourself matters because then other people would see that you have a certain standard and they would not dare treat you the way that they treat other people, right? But even if they did, you have the power to actually just walk away, take yourself out of that situation. And this is all through the power of self-talk. This is all through the power of positive affirmations. I think we definitely need to do another episode on positive affirmations because it's weird at first. I'm not going to lie. You talking to yourself in the mirror. (laughs) It's kind of (laughs) weird. But when you think about yourself as someone else, you know, how would I treat someone else? How would I talk to someone else? When you start thinking about yourself as you do other people, when you start investing the same amount of time and effort into yourself as you do other people, it would radiate into the world. You start walking with your shoulders tall. You start walking with a good posture. You start talking like you mean it, like you love yourself, like you wouldn't accept less, like you have standards and therefore other people would treat you exactly the same. Whereas if you do the opposite, I mean, (laughs) no surprises there, right? Tip number 10 is to practice relaxation techniques. Yes. And I think this goes hand in hand actually with, you know, seeing professionals who can help you with that. So practicing relaxation techniques might not necessarily just be yoga and meditation, although those two are very important. But go and see a physio, you know, book yourself into a physiotherapist clinic virtually or in person because that is a form of relaxation. That is a huge form of self-care. You know, when you feel that those like knots in your back and where do you think you carry your emotions? You know, like literally, where do you think your emotions are held in your gut, 
in your neck, all that neck tension in your back, in your spine, same thing. (laughs) That's where your emotions are held. So book yourself into someone else's clinic, virtually or in person, you know, do some yoga. You can do yoga at home. You can do yoga with your physio, do some meditation, do some, you know, thinking out loud and and practicing all these affirmations, but with somebody else, right? These are all forms of self-care. It's so important to help you center yourself, to help you understand. And this is another another thing with regards to physio. I know I'm a bit biased because I obviously run a physiotherapy practice, but I'm not as biased as you think. And I'll tell you why. When my patients come and see me, so there is a, and I'm I'm again going to do another episode about physiotherapy, how we practice and what we do, but people can have packages where obviously we're virtual. So we see people all around the world, right? So even if you were in Spain, for example, you could have a physiotherapy package with us at at the London Physio where I'm your primary healthcare giver. So I'm in charge of pretty much everything. I will diagnose your pain, help you through it, see you every week. But also within the package that you get with us, there would be a budget allocated for other practitioners like chiropractors, acupuncturists, and even doctors and, you know, uh, therapies, uh, talking therapy, right? So we're very holistic in our approach. So I'm not, I'm not as biased as you think. The reason being, I've been a patient myself. I know what it feels like when I, when I lost my dad, like literally my back, like for, for almost the best part of a year. And I've been a physio for 15 years. I, I, I know how to treat a spine in and out. It's my bread and butter. <laughs> but when you are in pain, when your pain comes from within, when you can't even figure out your emotions, like I didn't know how to feel, how to be, how much food to eat. When I tell you that I went back to like basic childhood, I was just... I was numb. I I just, I, I felt so numb to the point where like I'd be laying in bed and my back would feel like it wasn't there. Like I'd feel my head, I'd feel my, my bum, I'd feel my legs, but I just wouldn't feel my entire spine. And that's because I know I carry my emotions in my spine. I'd really held myself together for the best part of a year because I was so broken. I couldn't even face the reality that I had lost my dad, right? So I had to invest in a physiotherapist. I had to go and see a physiotherapist. I had a physiotherapist the entire year and my physio understood me. Like, I just love that I was able to, to speak to someone who got me, who didn't just see me as like, oh, she's having, she's got back problems. No, they, they understood the real issue. And that's something that we do really well at the London Physio. Um, and the fact that we're able to bring other professionals into it as well, so that you're not just having physiotherapy, you're having, you can have an MRI scan if you wanted to, you can have, you know, see a chiropractor, see an occupational therapist, you could see a massage therapist, things that your normal insurance companies wouldn't cover, we would make sure all of that is sorted. So honestly, it's a great form of self-care. So at the beginning of the episode, I promised you that one thing, that bonus tip that I said that you can literally start doing today. And that is the moment you feel something, give yourself space in between the trigger and your reaction. 
Now, I don't care what that space is. It might be that you just have to take a deep breath and wait a minute. You have to make a deal with yourself what that thing is that you're going to do that will create space. For some people, it might be taking a deep breath and just going, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to shut up for a minute, right? That could be your space. So you're giving yourself time in between the trigger and how you react. And the second thing you might do is actually walk away from the situation. So some people might be like, right, the moment I get triggered, I'm walking away, right? So it might not be other people triggering you, your triggers might be internal. So your space might be the moment you feel the way that you do, you're going out for a walk, right? Or you're hitting the gym or like whatever it is, but you are giving yourself space in between that trigger and understanding that it's about to trigger you and your reaction. That is such a game changer. If somebody sends you an email and you're fuming, absolutely fuming, and your emotions are going on a roller coaster, the worst thing you can do is actually respond in that state. You need to walk away. You need to literally just shut your computer down and walk away. You can go and do some boxing at the gym. I don't care what you do, but do not respond to that email straight away. So that is my bonus tip. Give yourself space in between the trigger and how you respond. It's such a game changer. Thank you so, so much for watching. If you're watching on YouTube or listening, if you're listening on any podcast platform, I'm so grateful that you stay till the very end. I would love to know what you do um, to manage your emotions. Please leave me comments on YouTube in the comment section. Let me know. What do you actually do? Have you found any of these points useful at all? Are you going to implement any of these points? anything at all that you want to share, or perhaps you have more that you do and like you think everybody needs to know about it because it really works for you. You've trialed it for years and years and years, and this is a good thing that you do. Um, Or even just share your experiences with, uh, you know, managing your emotions and keeping on top of your emotions and whether you feel like you are in charge of your emotions or you feel like you are easily knocked from, you know, wall to What's the, what's the saying when you're knocked from side to side? Pillar to post? Yeah, knocked from pillar to post. Um, but remember, I am a life coach. If you would like some professional help, then please drop me a DM. It's at Joy Ogude Official, J-O-Y-O-G-U-D-E, October Golf Umbrella Delta Echo Official on Instagram and all of my links, like I said, would be my Linktree link. So it's Linktree forward slash Joy Ogude, J-O-Y-O-G-U-D-E. And Linktree, of course, is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Joy Ogude. All of my links will be in the show notes. You can literally just Google <laughs> if you're not sure um, and get in touch. I would love to be your pocket cheerleader. I would love to be your life coach. I would love to help you manage your emotions and master your emotions, not even just manage them, master your emotions, get to know who you are, get to know what triggers you, decide when you react, give yourself space. Like you would be a much better human being. This is something that I've practiced for a really long time. And I'm so proud of my own progress as an individual, but also as a professional it is possible that you've learned to master your emotions at home, but at work, you haven't, right? Because we all know the work environment is completely different. And we spend a lot of our time at work, especially if you're a business owner 
or even if you work in a corporate environment and you work with so many other people, there's so much you can't control. So let me know if you need some help. I would absolutely love to help you. And remember to please subscribe on YouTube, follow on any of these platforms that you're listening on, and I will see you in the next episode. Until then, look after yourselves and each other. Bye.